Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. This is your host, Bob Argyle. So, in the beginning of this podcast, I know I told everybody that my plan was to kind of jump back and forth between uh, targeted kind of lessons and messaging for my clientele, my very specific clientele, but it was also going to, from time to time, address some other things uh, that might not necessarily be related to our specific business, but um, lessons that I've come to realize over my 42 years on this earth, um, that at the end of the day, we would still tie up in a nice little bow and apply it to our business. So this is episode three, and I was thinking about this morning, I had it all planned out, right? I had it all planned out what I was going to talk about. I was actually, I'll share it with you. I was going to talk about uh, a story from uh, an experience that I had had years ago at a body shop um, in a hailstorm. And um, it was basically going to be about uh, the one shop didn't have the systems in place that I had hoped that they would. And the other shop right next door did. And I was going to kind of compare and contrast the two shops and tie that up into a nice little bow and finally deliver my audience the, the practical message I had been promising from the start. That's what I was going to share. But I wasn't truly inspired to share that today because <laughs> I've been going through something over the past week here um, with my son, and I wanted to, I just felt inspired to talk about that today instead, in short. So in the beginning of this podcast, I had talked about my journey with Wake Up Warrior and how I found uh, this brotherhood of men, um, geez, two years ago when I was going through a pretty dark time in my life. And since then, uh, these men have stepped up and they've uh, became just very good friends of mine. And the thing I love about them is they're constantly pushing me to deep dive into myself, um, reflect, and really kind of dig into what makes me tick. So I'm constantly looking for lessons in life nowadays. I'm kind of OCD about it. And, and that's good. Because that's what we, as human beings, with one shot at this thing called life, that's what, really what we should be doing. Um, identifying ways and things that uh, we need to correct or fix with ourselves that are going to give us a better opportunity, a better chance to live a fulfilling life. And one of the things that's always front and center with us is the topic of sedation. So for most people, um, you probably have a pretty clear idea of the definition of sedation or at least what you think sedating, quote unquote, sedating is. I had always had an idea as to what I thought it was. Um, I'd always thought sedation was basically drugs or alcohol or some sort of drug if you're in the hospital and uh, they give you a sedative. So it's always kind of been attached to that idea in my head. Since my time with Warrior, I've come to realize that sedation, um, especially with men, but can affect women as well, sedation comes in many different forms. So in preparation for this podcast, I wanted to first Google sedation. I wanted to, to actually read through the official 
Webster's or Wikipedia? I don't know. The official definition of sedation. And this is what it kicked back to me. Sedation, the administering of a sedative drug to produce a state of calm or sleep. So this definition jives kind of with what I always thought of when I heard that term, right? But I'd ask you to consider this. Is it possible that sedation um, can mean a number of different things than the big ones, alcohol and drugs? And is it possible that you or I are currently sedating in another form somewhere in our lives, right? So we've got alcohol and drugs. Are, are you sedating with alcohol? Are you sedating with drug use? Um, those are the big ones. But let me ask you this. What about, I'll throw some other examples at you. What about Netflix binging, Netflix marathons? What about porn? What about work projects? Um, spending too much time at the gym, exercise. What about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? We all do it. Here's a big one. How about politics? Do you spend an excessive amount of time sitting on Facebook and arguing with perfect strangers about politics, something that we all know we're never going to change anybody's mind in. So I'd ask you to consider that these are all forms of sedation as well. And they affect all of us, no matter how old we are. And the reason I'm the reason why this is front and center for me this week is because I'm going through a situation with my son right now. My son's 11 years old, and he loves to game. He's a gamer, and he's really good at it. So he does it a lot. That's, that's what he likes to do in his spare time. He likes to play video games, uh, Call of Duty, um, you name it. All right, And he's really, really freaking good at it. He also has his own YouTube channel, which I've always thought that's just so cool. My son's 11 years old, and he knows how to, how to uh, figure out YouTube. He knows how to post a video on YouTube. He knows how to screen share. So as he's playing these video games, he can literally live stream that into his YouTube, and all his friends get on there, and everybody. it's the coolest thing in the world. So I've always allowed him to game. And if I'm being totally honest with you, when he's on these games, quite frankly, it's easier for me to do things around the house. It's kind of like that virtual babysitter. I know where he is. I know he's safe, right, for the most part. I, I track, I monitor what he's doing. I monitor his online activity. I make sure there's no creepers on there and all that. So I've always done those things, right? And it's allowed me to sedate in my own way. It's allowed me to sit in my office in the name of, working and getting projects done. It's allowed me to get household tasks done. My own forms of sedation. But recently, his mother and I have started to really notice a change. We've noticed a change, a distinct change in his behavior. He's got a huge heart. 
He's a lovable, lovable little kid. But over the past few months specifically, this has been going on a lot longer than that, but really over the past few months, we've noticed a change in him, in his personality. Um, He's losing interests in other areas of his life that he used to get great joy from. Um, Baseball, big example is baseball. Um, He's always been very good at baseball, and he enjoys it. And so we got totally behind him with the baseball, the camps and and the summer leagues and all that stuff um, because we looked at it as a healthy outlet for him. And recently, um, he doesn't want to play baseball anymore because it's going to cut into his game time. Little things like going out to dinner, um, family functions. Um, He's constantly doing the math in his head as to how much time he's going to lose if he goes and he participates in one of these other activities. So we noticed this and we put some measures in place to try to curb this. It's what parents do, right? We identified it and now we have to figure out a way to overcome the issue. And the problem is, is that he's literally experiencing like uh, withdrawal symptoms, his mood, his behavior. Um, We sat at a concert last night for my daughter and he was not happy. He didn't want to be there. He was doing the math in his head that he should be home and how much time this was costing him. And normally my reaction would be to take him out in the hall, give him a stern talking to, tell him to cut the crap. This is your sister's night. And I couldn't do that because I had identified that this was literally like him coming. He was being weaned off a drug and he was going to have these these fluctuations, right? These fluctuations in his behavior and his mood. So as I sat there, I kind of had a revelation sitting there. Like I need to support him right now. I don't need to come down on him and um, threaten him with further punishments. I need to be consistent and I need to help him through this because it's a long game mentality. It's not a short game. We understand that there was a problem. We've all made the, the decision to address it. And now we have to follow through with that. And it's not always going to be, you know, unicorns and rainbows. This is going to be tough in the beginning. The first couple of weeks are probably really going to suck. But that's what we need to do as his parents. But as I sat up this morning, I was I was meditating this morning and I, I was really thinking about this situation and it hit me like a ton of bricks that my sedation tendencies, my sedation tendencies to sit in my office and work, and that's just one of them. But, you know, my tendency was to hole up in my office and work when my kids are home on my freaking weekend and I'm sitting in my office doing work. What is that going to do for my kids? Naturally, that's going to create um, sedation tendencies for them. And I have other, I've, over the past couple of years, I've identified my other areas where I sedate. For years and years, my sedation technique was to drink. 
If I had a hard week at work, I would gravitate to happy hour on Friday to celebrate getting through the week <laughs> without killing anybody. I, and I realized that I had begun to identify my weekends as time to party. That's what it was. And I earned, you know, I earned this. Through all my efforts, I earned the weekend to just screw around, screw off, and be inconsistent with my kids and um, focus on, you know, going out and enjoying life and all that, which that's okay to a certain extent. But for me personally, that was sedation for me. So for me, drinking was a sedation technique for me. That's what I would do to escape the realities of life. What if you're not getting along with your spouse? You're having problems with your spouse and your relationship, so maybe you jump online and find that fulfillment there. And maybe it is something fairly innocent, like just holding up in your house for the weekend and binge watching Netflix. I'm not saying Netflix is bad. I'm just saying that, in my opinion, these are all forms of sedation. So the first step to this process, and this was the first step for us with Bobby, was to identify the sedation tendency the coping mechanism. We had to identify that. And I had to do that myself. So the first step was identifying where I was sedating. The second step, and many people probably won't agree with this, but just stop. Simple enough. Identify it and then stop doing it. Now, that's not always easy. So for me personally, I found that I had to replace the negative with the positive. So I had to replace these bad habits, um, these bad forms of sedation in my life with healthier tendencies. That was the key for me, replacing the negative with the positive. And how did this apply with Bobby? Well, I couldn't just say stop playing the games and then walk away, right? That never helps. He was never going to follow through if I just imposed my will on him and said stop playing the games. And it wouldn't be fair. It's what he truly enjoys doing. So we just had to figure out, first of all, we had to curb the amount of time that he was on it. And secondly, we had to fill that space with healthier activities, which for us, and it's been great with Bobby and I, is he started working out with me. So I have a regimen I do in the morning, do a bunch of push-ups. When he's home with me, he started getting involved with the push-ups. And I got a rowing machine in my office, and he's finding out that he enjoys that. But what that also does, and I know some people are going to say, well, that's just exercise. That's just another form of sedation. No, because it's interaction. It's communication. We're talking. I'm asking him about his day yesterday. I'm talking to him about the, the, day, coming, the day ahead, the day coming up. So it's healthier. There's actual communication going on there. 
and also practicing at the Y for his baseball, getting him prepared for the upcoming season. And over time, as he weans himself off this sedation mechanism of video gaming, as it's not as important to him as we're breaking these habits and he's not expecting to be on it at all times, baseball, which is a healthy activity for him, is going to, it's going to come back into the forefront, right? It's going to start becoming um, enjoyable for him again. So yeah, for me, it was online business courses. I'd sit on my computer for hours watching online business courses. Sitting in my office, just wasting the days <laughs> in the name of I was improving my, you know, it's, it's good to a certain extent. I'm not saying people shouldn't be um, taking these courses and improving themselves and improving their business. Um, the only point that I'm making is that it can... If it gets out of control, it can really start having some negative effects on our lives. So having a few drinks with friends, that's fine. I've realized that. But when I was associating literally my entire weekend with that, that was a problem that I needed to address. So one of the hardest things for me was to accept that my sedation tendencies created the same tendencies for my kid. So this is, this is a question I'll leave you with. This is going to be a shorter podcast today. Um, I'll ask you this. Where in your world are you sedating to excess? Netflix, drugs, alcohol, exercise, work, women, men, online, Facebook, porn. There's a number of them. So where in your world are you sedating to excess? And once you have that answer, how are you going to replace those things in a positive way? It's really as simple as that. And if you really want to get crazy, turn inward and reflect this on, and reflect on your kids and your loved ones. And where have your tendencies contributed to these tendencies with them? and identify them, and help them through that as well. So that's it for today. Again, this was front and center. I felt a burning desire to talk about it. Next week, unless I have another revelation this week, next week, I am. I promise, well, I'm not going to promise, okay? That's crappy, because I'm probably going to have another revelation. But I, I hope that you can get something out of this, at least. And although we didn't talk specifically about hail this week, Hopefully, for my listeners, you can get something out of this and you can apply this to your business. And I challenge you to really turn inward towards your business and you'll probably find areas in your business where you're sedating as well. All right. So that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for uh, stopping by and listening. And I appreciate the support. I would ask if you have a friend or a family member that you think might connect with this message, I'd ask you just to share it up. All right. And uh, I will be back next week. Once again, I'm your host, Bob Argyle, with the Crush Hail Academy podcast. Have a great day.